millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Bill Walker, Malik Hairston, Joey Devine, Patrick Ewing Jr., Chris Douglas Roberts, Sean Keane, Sonny Modest Mouse, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and it is 10.23 p.m., the day of the NBA draft. The draft has completed, Sean has taken a nap, mm-hmm. uh, Sean, how was your NBA draft? Uh, you know, it was all right. I um, I was still working at the very beginning of it, but then, uh, you know, I wasn't after. Uh, why did I start with that? That was such a terrible thing. Um, I was a little, I was, uh, I thought there would be more movement with guys who are in the NBA. It's very, yeah. this is a really rare draft where, like, I mean, did any actual players that are already in the league uh were, was anyone there that that was uh was uh, that was anyone there at the draft sorry was anyone was anyone <laughs> did anyone switch teams no no actual player moved teams just picks it's just bizarre super weird i can't ever remember that happening right like n- it, nobody uh, had any it's especially disappointing because 
going into this draft and this offseason, everyone, every basketball writer who's like, quote unquote, an insider has been like, this is going to be the craziest shit ever. Mm-hmm. We're going to with the number four picks going to get traded to move Chandler Parsons contract. Yeah. And then, frankly, it was kind of um, uneventful, I would say. I mean, it's just, look. It was eventful if you're Mikhail Bridges' mom. Oh, my God. Who might want to look for another job. <laughs> Boy, that was that was really brutal. Because it definitely sounds like that was not something that they had in the works. No. Phoenix just gave, well, yeah. So No, because Phoenix told Mark Stein they were going to draft Dante DiVincenzo. Right, and so that's what, I think that's what happened is, so people don't realize, know this, uh, Philadelphia used the number 10 pick for Mikhail Bridges, whose mom has some job in the front office. She works for the 76ers. Yeah, she works for the 76ers. Mikhail Bridges, um, is he from Philly, too? I I mean, mean, he must be if his mom works there, right? Yeah, I guess that's right. He went to Villanova (laughs) in Philadelphia as well, uh... And so, Jesus, that that's like, so they picked him, and it was, like, beautiful. And then I guess the Suns were just like, we really want this guy. We'll give you this unprotected 2021 Miami. Miami pick, which is probably going to be, like, a top five pick, right? Uh, <laughs> In 2021? So, all of so those, com- they have all those shitty guys still locked up to long deals. Was it Pat and they're Riley just... maybe going to be gone, too? Yeah. Uh, those guys are just all getting older. They'll be on, like, year four of Kelly Olenek. Oh, right. Like... Uh, 38-year-old James, John- James Johnson will be making, like, $20 million a year. I think that pick is going to be, like, really, really good. And Phoenix is so stupid, they didn't put protections on it. Yeah, because now you can do that. Well, because I think they were trying to do it at the last minute, basically. Right? Because they could have arranged this in advance more. Like, I mean, I guess you didn't know Phil like, so, yeah. he was going to be available. Anyway, yeah. People are going to say Phoenix had a good draft. Yeah. And I'm going to say giving up that pick makes it not a good draft. Also, not drafting Luka Doncic. <laughs> Yeah, those that's that's Clearly the, real the best player in the draft. They traded a they traded a twenty twenty one pick to be like we need to get this small forward who has a lot of skills, not as many as Luka Doncic, who we could just have picked, <laughs> and not as many as. Uh, uh, but he does have more skills than the small forward we took number four last year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. And so they have they have Zaire Smith instead. Who again, some people are very high on. I am very not high on. Uh he was six one and a half in without shoes at the combine and offense he's like a super athlete with who can't who can't dribble or shoot. And um so he's uh, a big dunker, right? Yeah, he yeah, I believe he something like thirty percent of the points he scored in college was on putbacks. Mm-hmm. And I get how that works when you're playing like 
Butler. But I don't know if the six one guy is gonna get all the putback dunks in the NBA. Um, I mean, also, uh, are the other tall members of his team gonna bully him? Like, like is everything? I mean, I guess he and they they must have some TJ McConnell sized things too. So, <laughs> but, but I mean, seems like, you know, they did add another super athletic uh, guy. To, who can't shoot a basketball? So good, good job, Philadelphia. <laughs> really stocking up on those guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. honestly, getting that pick is like a real coup. Good job. It yeah. is an actual good job. Well, and they. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Brent Brown. Maybe, maybe this is because the Sixers are trying to embrace openness after uh, the the last general manager's uh, parade of deception. Lies uh-huh. and murder accounts. Hey, it was his wife, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it's probably what but, if <laughs> what if Mikhail Bridges' mom now starts a bunch of burner accounts and starts leaking? Oh my god! Well, you know, it's um not to not to get into this immediately, but just uh, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. I thought that uh, Colangelo's wife was really. Uh, kind of, kind of taken off the hot seat by uh, Kevin McHale's wife's uh, yeah. kind of racist MAGA <laughs> tweets, and now I'm wondering if like there's now a scandal with this guy named McHale that is maybe going to let him slide, where people are like, "Hey, was was Kevin McHale at a Trump rally?" And they're like, "You're you're confused. Uh, it's McHale Bridges got traded from out of his mother's <laughs> arms. It wasn't Kevin McHale's wife." advocating children taken out of their mother's arms and that was it um she's gonna although i do think she's probably gonna wear that uh i re- i don't really care tra- jacket that, uh, let's get one. let's get back to mikhail later Sorry, let's finish yes. our draft yes, talk yes, yes um okay so let's let's go through yeah. okay so the Suns take deandre ayton which yeah it's not luka Doncic, but uh you know, I get it. Yeah. Um, he looks like Greg Oden. Uh, I, he looks like if you crossed Greg Oden with uh, Andre Drummond, like body wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Andre Drummond, like, like if Greg Oden had the ability to um, run and, in fact, run fast, not without his bones breaking. Yeah, yeah without yeah, lumbering yeah. <laughs> like a Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, and you know, the big, the big twist I thought was. Uh, he revealed his Nigerian heritage, and a lot of a lot of prominent Nigerians were like, "One of us, yes." Uh, Roz Gold on <laughs> Roz. That's who. That's who really got excited about it. Okay. Like, is, she, is she the NBA's most prominent Nigerian? Luke Luke Richard, maybe. I don't know. It was kind of cool. He's, he's also from the Bahamas. It's a very good international sure. pick. Yeah. Uh, he is from the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, which my fa- my favorite NBA Twitter follow, uh, Michael Thompson, is mm-hmm. also from the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, second pick, uh, the <laughs> uh, I think they let the parking lot robot make it oh. in Sacramento because the Kings took Marvin Bagley the third. Mm-hmm. Um, who. You know, some people really like. I just don't uh, know if it always works out to take a guy named Marvin 
high in the NBA draft. <laughs> I mean, the, the greatest is the greatest NBA Marvin, Marvin Bad News Barnes. I mean, I mean he's certainly the most talented Marvin. He's like the NBA greatest Marvin. culturally. Yeah. yeah. But maybe Mar- Marvin Williams might have the, the superior body of work. There's got to be a better. There's got to. There's got to be it. Uh, Look, it has to, Marvin. right? That can't be. We're forgetting about somebody in the seventies. We have to be. I mean, Marvin Albert. He's a pretty good Marv. Right. We've mentioned him. Uh, not Marvin Webster. Uh, did Marvin the Martian play in the Space Jam game? Uh, no. Well, yes, he did. It might be Marvin the Martian. He's in the movie. I think he's on the team. I mean, he seems like he might have <laughs> conflicted loyalties in that one. There's literally only been three NBA players named Marvin. Wow. If you then, go yeah, to guess... Marv, there's like a someone named Marv Schatzman. I just don't think he was... Yeah, Marvin Williams or Marvin Barnes. Currently <sighs> the greatest NBA Marvin. I actually... There, well, there's a guy named Marvin Wester, Webster who was a seven-one center in the '70s, and again, these these basketball reference nicknames are not always trustworthy. But they call him the Human Eraser and Marvin the Magnificent. That's uh, a pretty good nickname. He, uh, he started 37 NBA games and he missed two full years with hepatitis. I think oh, Marvin Jesus. Williams may have the best NBA resume. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, and, like, yeah, I mean, people like Marvin Bagley, I guess, right? Uh, I mean, he'll probably be, the, the odds are he'll do well. He was he's just... He's gonna be, like, a 20 and 10 guy, right? I feel like he is, right? Isn't he a really good scorer? Uh, how is he going to mesh with, uh, Harry Giles and Scalabissier? That's true. And the well, ghost of Papa Giannis. Oh, man, haunting the arena with his presence. And, and look, the biggest thing that is going to matter for Marvin Bagley, I think, uh-huh. is if he'll be able to recover from the bone-rattling screens Jack Cooley is going to set on him yeah. in practice. That's that's the real gauntlet, <laughs> is is training camp in the league with him. Like, Summer League, who cares? But get if he can just survive the pounding... From Jack Cooley. From my man, Jack Cooley. Yeah. But he's starting behind a lot of guys on the depth chart. He's behind Scal. He's behind Cauley Stein. Uh, Now I'm getting depressed. Uh, They should have taken taken Luca. Come on, Uh Vladi's the GM. (laughs) I mean, he'll Um, he'll probably be fine. Yeah, he'll probably be good. I mean, I don't think he's... He's not going to help them this year i don't think no and they don't have a pick after that i think (laughs) yeah because it's it's part of the 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 uh the faults trade yes (laughs) it's part of the faults trade which danny age has it danny age has it and the kings of it initially gave it up so they could sign Marco Bellinelli Ray John and Rondo. Ray John Rondo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say, though, I think things are looking pretty good for the Sixers next year. 
<laughs> oh yeah, like like the youngest. It's protected. Yeah, the it... Sixers get it if it's the first pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh and yeah. This Kings team seems pretty bad. And they like... also sent away their second round pick. Uh huh. Which you know probably a good trade. Uh, do you know what Vlade Divac said about his team after the draft though? What? He said. His squad is a super team, just young. So, Derrick Rose, you are off the hook because <laughs> not for all those other things, but you are off the hook for calling the 2016-17 Knicks a super team. This is the most outrageous use of super team in NBA history. Um, who did Chauncey Billups compare Marvin Bagley to? Oh, I, I missed that one. I, <laughs> I didn't see a live oh, picture. Actually, I know who he did. It was Chris Bosch. Which, I mean, that's flattering, but also does not seem to mesh with what I saw of Marvin Bagley. The, like, yeah, the things I know. It's because he's left-handed. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Which is actually <laughs> more thought than Chauncey put into a lot of his play comparisons. <laughs> Uh, Chauncey's Chauncey's player <laughs> player uh, comparisons were off the fucking rails. Yeah, he said Grayson Allen was Bob Sura. <laughs> that is <laughs> so funny and weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I I got to someone on Twitter pointed that out uh, after after Grayson Allen got picked that. Uh, He's a Kentucky fan, and there was, like, a Florida State team led by Char- Heisman Trophy winner Charlie Ward, Sam Cassell, and Bob Sura in the backcourt, but they lost in the Elite Eight. Anyway, I was just, what a weird what a weird college team with those three guys. You know what Bob Sura was good at? Uh, Dribbling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Grayson Allen can't do? Dribble. Yeah, he can't really <laughs> dribble, can he? <laughs> Um. All right. Let's let's move on to the third pick. This was the most exciting moment. Most exciting, and also like most deeply sad. Thing. Uh, yeah. So Atlanta had the number three pick, mm-hmm. and then they traded it to the Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. for Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. and um. They got next year's Mavs pick protected one to five. Yeah, and it's just basically protected one through five for years, for the next five years. Yeah. Although I'm gonna I, I'm gonna predict uh, the Mavs transfer that pick next year because they are the they're just they're not going to be one of the worst teams in the league again. No, they're Luka Doncic is going to make them really really good right away. Yeah. Like you know what Luka Doncic owns at. The thing he's the best at uh-huh. is uh, navigating screens. Yeah, with the ball, and uh, it's going to be Dirk Nowitzki's last year, uh, and I think he's going to get like a shit ton of pick and pop points off of Luca. We great, and uh, Luca is kind of good at everything. Not defense, really. Well, no, he's but he's, he's not really that bad at defense for a nineteen. No. Or, well, okay, so let's let's just. Putting this up, uh, if Luka Doncic won the Euro Basket Tournament last year, uh-huh. uh huh, Real Madrid won La Liga this year, 
And then mm-hmm. he just won. What was what was the competition? They just he's won three MVPs and three championships this year at nineteen. Yeah, and in if... the hardest uh, league, not named the NBA in yeah. the world. Because if he were if he were a college player and he'd won just the NCAA tournament, which you know is tough to win, but it's it is also a six playoff games. Yeah, uh, but you're playing against teenagers and like up to 23 year olds Luka mm-hmm. Doncic is playing against grown men you know like large eastern european men often yeah uh, and still dominating and it's just like i feel like if he if he were the same guy and had won the ncaa tournament he'd be like a no doubt number one pick yes except what he did is way more impressive and much better <laughs> i mean i think what happened is and you often see this like this happened with miles bridges this year too uh-huh. is when guys the nba outsmarts themselves when they see too much of a guy oh right so like luka Doncic played like 150 games this year <laughs> and so you just have so much tape yeah that you just start seeing his flaws and it's just like miles bridges last year i think they thought was going to be a top 10 pick well, and then he came, well, the other thing was he was, yeah, and he came back for another year of college basketball. And then fell out yeah. of the top ten. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, don't don't believe the, the hype about how staying in school is good for you, because no. this happens a lot <laughs> where a guy's draft stock drops. Dude, Justin Jackson, the one that didn't get drafted last year? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, uh, remember there were two Justin Jacksons last year? And it was year? like, oh, either one of them could go in the first round. Yeah, that guy went like 42 this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stay in school, kids. <laughs> yeah, get get out of there. Get out of the NCAA. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy who was going to go to, like, I don't remember where he... Oh, he was going to go to Louisville. And then oh, the Patinas, Anthony Simons? Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. got picked 23rd when he went yeah. to the IMG Academy <laughs> for his freshman year. But that other guy, the other high school guy, went to the Knicks in the second round, so... Uh, uh, I forget that guy's name. Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. Yeah, which... Uh, so weird. Um, yeah, okay, so the Hawks pick it. At number three. Yeah. But the story is that they really wanted to draft Jaron Jackson Jr., the the very complete center prospect, perhaps the next Al Horford, drafted in the same spot as Al Horford 11 it's years weird. later. Hold on. It's weird there were two guys in this draft that people were like, he's the next Al Horford. It just what a weird, like... <laughs> Not that Al Horford is not great, but just uh, it's I feel like there's not people do not have a super clear idea of Al Horford even now because <laughs> I see Jaron Jackson and I don't see Al Horford. 
I see Channing Fry if Isaiah Thomas had allowed him to be the player he was supposed to be before he was 34 years old. <laughs> well, isn't he like a great defensive <laughs> player too? Yes, but if you remember right, Channing Fry, the knock on him, the reason he kept getting traded a bunch of times uh-huh. was because they were like, oh, he's a seven-footer who doesn't play inside. He's a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally gets to the Suns, and it's like, oh man, Chang Fry rules at shooting threes. Oh my God, but the he's pa- like thirty at that yeah. point. Oh, the, the the center had to chase him out to the three point line, and the the lane is empty for Steve Nash and Goron. Oh my God. Well, and yeah, and so he's on Memphis, which I feel like that's a great pick for Memphis. Well worth still keeping Chandler Parsons' contract on the books. Um, yeah, I think he'll be. A, he's kind of a weird fit with the with Gasol, sort of. Yeah, but, but I mean, they just need anybody. And he's super young. He's like a. He was young for being a college freshman. Uh, yes, he was the youngest guy in the draft. And Joey, I I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings in Memphis. Or uh, mm-hmm. shouts to our friends at Fast Break Breakfast. Um, I don't, I don't know that Marcus Soul is going to be on the Memphis Grizzlies all that much longer. I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I think he and Conley are going to be there forever. JP Bickerstaff's just like we're playing Twin Towers. But actually, I think that's what's going to happen. Actually, Jackson kind of shoots well enough that that. I mean, can't they both shoot threes yes, at this point? Yes, they both shoot threes. Look, man, start him at power forward. I love it. Right. No, no. I, I My thing with Memphis is, uh-huh. like, I would have wanted, if I were a Memphis fan, uh-huh. I just would have wanted someone who could, like, score. Uh-huh. Like, Jaron Jackson is going to be a very, very, very yeah. good NBA player. But he's not going to get you again. The, that's the thing that people like about. That's the reason people compare him to Al Horford is it's because he's going to top out at like fifteen points a game. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's that's what they like in Memphis, right? You don't need no no flashy. You grit and grind. You hold the game Chris under Vernon, ninety points. You shoot. Chris you Vernon shoot had a tweet where I thought I swear to God I was like, oh man, we need to. We're like. I'm worried about Chris Vernon. <laughs> let, let me read you this tweet. Hold uh-huh. on. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, Chris Vernon, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies radio man. Mm-hmm. Um, also from The Ringer. Yes, The Ringer NBA show. He's the man with the smoky voice who screams at Kevin O'Connor. <laughs> yeah, a, I love his voice, I gotta say. Uh, yeah, he tweeted... Man, he tweets a lot. Um, (laughs) Oh, sorry. I was like... (laughs) Sorry, he was live tweeting the draft. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a lot. He had a lot. He had a lot of comments. He was very excited about the Javon Carter pick. Oh, here it is. So he was super into Bagley. He wanted Bagley so bad. And here's what he tweeted. 
I'm so sick of Sacramento. Threw crazy money for no reason and took Zebo and Vince away from me. Now they win more games, yet get the higher pick and take the guy I wanted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I got... Uh... I mean, I got, I got, I feel like the top four guys, I don't like Bagley as much, but I, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I love Luca, love Aiden. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad he got one of his, his, I think he called Javon Carter a pit bull. Um, oh yeah. So the reason Atlanta did not just draft Jaron Jackson Jr. though, is that ownership, ownership didn't like him because he wouldn't be a star. In in other words, like not a shooter, and also a little bit of an indictment of the Al Horford era in Atlanta. I gotta say <laughs> that these guys are like that was bullshit. Like we do not want another ten years of Al Horford. Yeah, and, and, as, and Al Horford's like we won sixty two games once, and they're like get out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, I bet if uh, uh, my man. Josh Smith was in this draft. They would have jumped at taking him. Oh, he's just starting one of the more Atlanta <laughs> players of all time. Um, like he's he's one of the few Atlanta athletes where you're like he could be a character on Atlanta. I think. <laughs> yeah, like a lazy guy who's mad at everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What if they, they? What if they were like Trey Young? Would you wear a headband? Because this is the kind of team we want to build is is headbands and and dunks. They were like, remember when they were like, uh, <laughs> we've got two guys named Josh. Mm-hmm. So you know what? You're Jay Chill and you're Jay Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Chill is. Uh... I, I had to look up some stuff for him because he is now a a captain in the big three. Uh-huh. Um, Josh Childress, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> Jay Chill, yes. Stanford's I can't believe Josh Childress. Is Josh, is Josh Smith maybe still under contract with the Pistons? He is, yeah. I know they stretched him, so I'm just wondering because he's he's such a big three player. I mean, they cur- they currently this year have the guy who I think is like, the perfect example of uh like like a borderline superstar vaguely fa- like famous but not really that famous or popular and like right the level of right the like the perfect level of being washed and that is Carlos Boozer who is joining uh-huh. the league this year but like Josh Smith is perfect uh, yeah uh the problem with Josh Smith he might still be too young also, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Although he was drafted out of high school, yeah, he he's definitely below their stated age limit. But uh, I think it's God. It's gonna be. It's so weird to think of how long Josh Smith has been in our lives. <laughs> yeah, Josh Smith is 32 years old. Yeah. Jeez! Wow. <laughs> I love him, dude. Come back, Josh. I mean, Smith. he was in the NBA last year very briefly. Yeah, he, he was briefly on the Pelicans. Yeah. Look, um, he, he gets I a want playoff him back, share, though. I think, right? <laughs> I don't think so. No way Rondo said he could get a playoff share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
His his numbers for uh, the Sichuan Blue Whales in 2016-17 were staggering. He had a 41-19 <laughs> game and okay, five anyway. blocks, and his team lost. Okay, Back to the draft. <laughs> he took 18 threes in that game. Okay. <laughs> He's uh, terrible at those. Okay, sorry. Back, back to the draft. Um, so, I, so Atlanta initially was also going to pass on Luka Doncic. Yeah, but the ownership made them take Doncic because he was a star, and then they were like, "We don't like Doncic very much. Give us Trey Young." <laughs> Who that was is, the like compromise. Who was a start? Now, now, granted, Trey Young seems like a great fit, and uh, will also hasten the departure of Dennis Schroeder from the team, mm-hmm. which feels like they need to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it really does. And he has like also questionable hair, but not as offensive as Dennis Schroeder's. <laughs> um, but I actually think the fit makes way more sense this way where Trey Young makes total sense in Atlanta and Luka Doncic makes total sense in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's from where's Doncic from Slovenia. Yeah. And so, I mean, not to, not to make any cultural slurs, but that's, I feel like he's going to be more uh, comfortable with the atmosphere of casual misogyny and like, you know, male tyranny. Oh, he knows see. a pants DJ for sure. Yeah, already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but also, more importantly, I think Dirk can kind of help him in that first year. Yeah, well, and and uh, they already run a system that's very good for him. Like, yeah, like Rick Carlisle likes having a bunch of guys who can handle the ball running sets. Yeah, it's like great. Uh, and yeah, Harrison be... Barnes will be really nice to him. Yeah, Harrison Barnes is like it will be a great dude to him. Like, yeah. <laughs> I bet Harrison Barnes is so such a good friend to rookies on that team. Um, Man, we miss and, you, Harrison Barnes. Come back to Oakland. And well, also <laughs> and also more importantly, Trey Young to me, like, is a very Atlanta Hawks player. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, the legacy of like, like Pistol Pete and the one Jason Terry. Yeah. Like he fits in like perfectly with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the 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 Hawks GM used to work for the Warriors. I'm sure he did. If, if there's anyone in the league who's going to like feel like you can get a lot out of a player like Trey Young, um, it should be yeah. somebody that worked with Steph Curry a lot. Like, I'm sure the first. The first note he'll give Lloyd Pierce is, do not bench him for AC Law. Right. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> um, all right, so that... And then the Grizzlies took Jaron Jackson. Uh-huh. And that brings us to, in my opinion, the most depressing moment of today's draft. Oh, boy. Yeah. The sixth pick. Uh the Orlando Magic mm-hmm. haven't had a point guard in a hundred years. Yeah, I mean, Jameer Nelson got hurt in that finals, and then that was it. They just vacated the position. They let Alfred Payton go there. DJ the Augustin point, the point skipped to my loo. Like, 
the point guard they wanted, Trey Young, was off the board. Mm-hmm. So that was they their took the dream guy, right? Yeah. Yes. And so they took the best available player. The guy I was my second favorite guy in this draft. Yeah. Uh, Mo Bamba, who <laughs> Mo Bamba fucking rules, but is going to be a huge bust just because he went to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, he, he makes no sense there. Uh, they have a million guys like him. Mm-hmm. Um, like even so, they bring back Eric Gordon or Aaron Gordon, right? And last year they dropped, they drafted Jonathan Isaac, two guys who are bigs who like theoretically can shoot. And they just drafted another big who theoretically can shoot. Mm-hmm. So they've got, I, I, there's an Orlando blog that said the magic finally find their defensive identity with Mo Bamba. And I mean, he's pretty raw, right? Isn't that the the hook on him? He's got a seven ten wingspan. He's really raw offensively. Defensively, he's not. Oh, okay. Defensively, he's like he's got a set. He's got the longest wingspan in com- draft combine history, and is also really really fast. The problem, the knock on his defense was that he sometimes his motor was suspect. Oh, because he likes other things besides basketball. Yeah. Well, and also he would, like, sometimes die on a screen or, like, just not try to block everything because he's, like, a smart, smart person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, scouts hate that shit. Um, <laughs> but also he makes zero sense on the Orlando Magic. Uh, it's a real bummer. And yeah. I... I had all the faith in the world in Mo Bamba until he was selected by the Orlando Magic. Right. And then it's like, well, I guess that's not going to develop. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they they still have Bismack Biombo under contract for for two more years. And Nick Vucevic. Oh, right. Under contract for another year. It, and Nick Vucevic is their best player for the <laughs> fifth year in a row. <laughs> I've already forgotten who their coach is now. Steve Clifford. Oh, right. So That's the one hope you have for Bamba, actually, is Clifford is good at getting thing is good at developing big men. Uh-huh. Like he got stuff out of Zellers. He got stuff out of Plumleys. Um, yeah. He, he gets... turned Frank Kaminsky into a thing that was mm-hmm. playable. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I am rooting for Mo Bamba, but yeah. I am also rooting for the league stepping in and just moving the Orlando Magic to Seattle. Yeah. Like, and, and again, hopefully when it's a result of Betsy DeVos and Eric Prince of Blackwater being sent to prison, but I don't yeah. really care the circumstances. Like, it's it's there's bad voodoo there. There are like, yeah. like people only thrive when they manage to escape that place. Uh I would say, look, there wasn't a lot of soul to lose, but that broke Dwight Howard. Being being in Orlando, having a chance to escape, opting into his contract. Disagree. Just... That's not what broke Dwight Howard. 
I mean, you could argue, I think the better argument is that it broke Grant Hill and Penny Hardaway's bodies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I don't think that's what broke Dwight Howard. (laughs) I think it's, I think the whole franchise is like cursed. It's like when they were carrying around that Horcrux in the last Harry Potter book and they all start fighting with each other. The darkness. I don't know if it's the city of Orlando, the specter of Amway and Blackwater. Two of America's worst corporations. <laughs> like, even Brooke Lopez hasn't been the same since he built that house in Disney World. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. We got to speed yeah. up. I yeah, think. you're right. Okay. Uh, Seventh pick. Uh, I, I liked this. Wendell Carter to the, to the Bulls. Sure. He's fine. Uh, I think... He's he's a guy he, again. He's another fake Al Horford. <laughs> yeah, um, this was the year of fake Al Horford. Uh, but I, you know, I think what he's supposed to be good at is will be stuff that will make up for the things that Laurie Markkinen is bad at. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Like good work, not screwing up the number seven pick in the draft two years in a row, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> All right, next. Yeah, they'll be, like, so much more watchable now. I mean, they already were last year, but, yeah. Uh, Number eight. This was, um... Sorry, you still there? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I was waiting for you to read what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Because I don't have it in front of me. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, definitely was like, "Ah, I definitely know who went next, and then I totally blanked on it. Uh... Wait, who was picking? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I have so many draft tabs open right now. <laughs> I'm just learning about all these strangers. Yeah, so the eighth pick was, oh my god, my favorite pick of the first round. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the oh, vaunted right. Brooklyn pick, the greatest asset in the NBA, just tantalizing for years. Uh-huh. Danny Ainge would only trade it for gold. It was held out as this beacon of hope. It was the centerpiece of the Kyrie Irving trade. And the Cleveland Cavaliers used it to pick Colin Sexton from the I University think this was the worst pick of the lottery. And it's the thing the thing that sucks is I I am definitely rooting for this guy and I love this guy's uh you know, attitude and spirit. But this is way too high to take this dude who yeah is kind of not that good a shooter no he can't shoot at all and he's very small yeah and he he's very like he has a he's very competitive but i think that's not like a rare quality for nba players <laughs> so uh yeah i mean he was very impressive you know in that game where he was playing 3 on 5 yeah uh and uh, keeping him in it which, you know, LeBron can relate to, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't expect that. This seems like uh, kind of a Johnny Flynn situation to old Joey. Yeah. And again, Johnny Flynn could have been something if he wasn't hurt, but just like, like somebody saw that, that game. And was just like, we got to yeah. keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, we've got to get that 5'11 athlete. Yeah, and just, I mean, that's Who the thing. Who can't shoot. 
Now, and is it is it that LeBron like tweeted about liking him? Like, great job, I, young man. I think LeBron at one point had said that he liked Colin Sexton. I heard that. And you know, in in a great parallel, in 2014, he had been tweeting about how much he liked Shabazz Napier. Yeah. And the Miami Heat picked him, and then LeBron left. So but that would be I some gotta nice... say, yeah. LeBron turned out right because Shabazz Napier was really good this year. Yeah, he was solid. I mean, that's not it a bad just took return. A, it took a really long time. Yeah. They just needed something a little more immediate for their <laughs> defending final team. Again, like this this one. So even this Cavs blog says Sexton, at his best, projects as a two-way NBA player. That's faint, faint praise. He's shown flashes of being able to score and has shown the ability to be an on-ball defender. He yeah. was bad off-ball. This is... I have heard that people think his upside is Patrick Beller- Beverly. That's like his ceiling. And again, I think he's going to be that. Like, like I'm That's rooting good. for him. That's it's cool. Just, <laughs> it's just that the number eight pick, I, I ju- it, it, it is like staggering to me. Uh, I mean, maybe the idea is, uh, you know, LeBron leaves. They go full tank. They literally mm-hmm. start playing three on five. And just let him <laughs> call and like relive that that moment again. And it's Sean, like fun for would, the fans. It's on Sports Center. And Sean, then who the would league. you have picked here? Who would I have picked here if I were? Yeah. I mean, I think I probably would have traded the. I mean, it's weird because it seems like they made a pick that was like they wanted to keep, like make LeBron stay. But, but to me, it's to not me, even that. Like. Because to me, the obvious one is like, okay, if you think LeBron is staying, uh-huh. you take Mikhail Bridges. Oh, right. Who's because gonna... that's like a guy who's going to be able to help you right away. Yeah, he's... Hit threes and play defense. Mm-hmm. And he's like the right, he's the right position. He's the right kind of guy. Uh, LeBron's heard of him. You know, like those are but... all. I mean, I... <laughs> but to me, if you think LeBron is leaving, you have to just straight up swing for the fences and take like Porter Jr. or Miles Bridges, like yeah. the two guys with like star potential. Right. And this is neither. This is a guy who <laughs> seems like he has a limited upside. You know, and yes. it's it's not like guys can't get better. And also but... can't help you right away. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna like. Maybe they were like, well, we, we had Kyrie Irving, and this guy's defense is kind of questionable, too. <laughs> oh, so there's a draft breakdown. I'm, I'm going to go by Fear the, Fear the Sword, guys. Uh, and they, they lead with, in terms of appeasing LeBron James, there's no better pick for the Cavs at eight than Colin Sexton. Great. They call him a scoring and defense first point guard. What does that even mean, though? Now I'm, now I'm ripping Fear of the Sword. I'm sorry, guys. And yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the yeah. next pick. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, what a bummer. My favorite, my favorite moment of the draft every year uh-huh. is when they show that Chris Tapps Porzingis kid mm-hmm. and the Knicks pick, <laughs> and we've now, as a society, trained this poor child to not be happy with anything yeah (laughs) and it's for our enjoyment and i love it 
Well, and he's just got he's got a dad. His dad's next to him all the time. Yeah, and he just gets upset. And so they took Kevin Knox, uh-huh. uh, a guy I think is going to be a huge fucking bust. <laughs> uh, and all, and also the kid was really unhappy. Um, so that was time. <laughs> Are they just going to keep bringing him back? Is there going to be a point? 15 years from now when, like, Robo Woj is up there and just this sad 25-year-old is like, Boo! Boo! What are you doing taking LeBron James Jr.? And then... I don't know why I Uh, thought he'd be drafted 15 years from now. Um. So then, with the 10th pick, the Sixers took Mikhail Bridges, but we talked about that already. Yeah. Uh, His mom got very sad. Um, Then... Uh, then your the the secret NBA heads uh-huh. real funny moment of the draft was Mitch Kubchak stabbing Jerry West in the back oh, because because uh, I think... so walk us through what happened here, Sean. So for whatever reason, it has been very very obvious who Jerry West and the Clippers wanted in this upcoming draft. Like like even. You know, I heard that Kentucky point guard Shea Gregorius Alexander. Am I saying that right? <laughs> it's Gilgis, I think. Gilgis, right? Or Gilgaeus? It's a like an igneous rock. Anyway, the Kentucky point guard SGA. Um, like mm-hmm. he stopped working out for people, and immediately the comment was like, "Oh, someone must have made him a promise." And then immediately the second thing was like, "Had to be the Clippers, right?" Oh, the Clippers right? made yeah. him a promise. Yeah. Um, everybody's had, and their second pick, this um, Jerome Robinson, Jerome Robinson from Boston College, who not very heralded even as a college player, I don't think. Um, Shades of Troy Bell, another point guard, another Boston College guard that Jerry West traded up for. So every mock draft has basically had uh, the Clippers in the right spot. So Mitch Kupchak, knowing that Jerry West deeply coveted SGA, his mentor, his mentor too. Jerry West, his mentor and friend and former former boss as a player. Yeah, so yeah. he just knew this, and uh, he just, he just he just took, he just took what he wanted, and then. Uh, made Jerry West give him two second round picks <laughs> and then made the Clippers draft Miles Bridges, who at that point seemed he's like he's going to be better than both of those guys. He just seems like he's. Am I wrong in thinking that that guy is absolutely going to be a good NBA player? Like, like I don't no. know if he's going to be an all star, but like, I feel like he could have been a starter last year. He could be an all star, though. He yeah. has athleticism. Well, I'm not even, I'm not even like, saying that's all he has to do table, is fix his jumper. <laughs> I just don't know how that guy would ever end up being a bust unless he was like literally hit on the head by a bust <laughs> that fell off a shelf. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. Uh, so that's and a... to me. It's like a hyper bummer. He went to uh, Charlotte, even though he sort of makes sense in Charlotte because right. he's kind of like a Gerald Wallace type. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think more sense as a bobcat than a hornet to me. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, it kind of makes me think that Charlotte is going to return to the playoffs next year, actually. Well, we haven't talked about their big trade yet. Oh, uh, but (laughs) I guess we should get get to that. Let's go through the lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, uh, yeah, so the the Clippers end up with SGA and uh, Jerome Robinson and 
I had some Clipper fans text me who like the Clippers but aren't like draft Knicks or anything, and we're just like, why the hell did we get Jerome Robinson? I've never heard of this guy. All I know <laughs> is that everybody's really angry. <laughs> so that's who they got for Blake Griffin. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then at fourteen, uh, Denver, the Denver Nuggets, the spiritual team, maybe of the the the, the Round Ball Rock podcast. They're at least my spiritual team. I don't know. I won't claim them for you. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, really. I, I mean, they're as much of one as anyone for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they took Michael Porter Jr., which is a guy. Look, we don't like on this podcast. I think we've gone on the record saying his politics are disgusting. Yeah. He's a MAGA guy. Now, it just the, hasn't the, officially come out yet. The question is, like, I'm not but, totally sure where the information actually comes from, but I don't really doubt it. Right. Agreed. Um, uh, also, the knock on him apparently is he's a bad teammate <laughs> and he's, like, selfish and shit. And he had a disectomy that was very hard to record. But yeah, yeah at, he had at fourteen. I think you just have to take that. Yeah, guy. because at if you if you were projecting the NBA draft at this time last year, he was the, he was the he was number, the number one, one pick. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, it does seem like it's taking him a long time to recover from this injury. But you know what? Uh, sometimes it takes you a while to recover from an injury. I'll say, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean. Um, and again, like all the, all the, you know, we made fun of him a lot because I also thought the Sacramento Kings might take him at two. That's the thing with mm-hmm. that front office. They, they probably <laughs> came pretty close. I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> um, but now he's going to Denver. Um, there's not really any pressure on him the first year at all. I wouldn't say. Right. Um, he's got eight or nine other power forwards to keep him company. At the position meeting. They don't have position meetings in the NBA. Uh, well, and also, he can play three, too. Yeah, yeah, um, um, And he can play off the... He'll just be able to play off the bench and, like... You know, I mean, they're... The Nuggets are a mildly deep team, but he'll get to play, but he won't have to play, if that makes sense. Yeah, and when he plays, he'll get to play with either Paul Millsap or... Nikola Jokic yeah. off the bench, right? And yeah. that's, like, really good. Those are, like, big guys that, like, want to pass a scorer of the basketball. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that, you know, and even even the other guys on the team are pretty good about sharing the ball. You know, like, yeah. everyone's going to, they might not be super great at it, but they're going to be trying to set him up. And also just, um, you know, this is the point where, the Nuggets team is about to get pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And this is like their shot at swinging for the fences because they're, they're never, they're not going to get a shot at a guy like this for another like four or five right. years. The other thing is that, um, you know, it, they've, they've come so frustratingly close to the playoffs the last two years, but all of their guys are still really, really young. Yes. So it's kind of like, I know that's, probably really frustrating for Denver fans and for the players themselves, but like his, if it takes him a little while to be ready to play, that's, that's actually totally fine. Right. But, and also there's an, there's also a weird other world here where 
he comes in and plays like the first pick in the draft next year. Oh yeah, it could I mean yeah. I mean he 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 should be pretty good as long as he's not still hurt, you know. And I hate to do like Bill Simmons bullshit here. Uh-huh. But I do like I kind of like it when a guy who's like a bad teammate because he thinks he's like uh, the shit or whatever uh-huh. gets knocked down a peg and you can take him like after he's sat in a green room for, and is the last pick in the lottery. Yeah. Like I, I just kind of like that. Like if he's healthy enough, yeah. like I kind of think that's good for like an attitude thing. Yeah. I, I mean, don't like the coach there for him, but I, he, that coach also figured out how to, he's, he's the only coach Boogie cousins ever liked. So, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he's a MAGA guy, too, so maybe he's going to like that kind of, like, power, uh, lack of hair. And I feel like even the team is like, you know, do you think Tyler Lydon is super opposed to white supremacy? <laughs> Jokic is like, yes, he respects a strong man. That is, what, that is also what I respect. They have a Plumlee. Oh, yeah, forget. they have a Plumlee. That's, I mean, I'm not saying the Plumleys are MAGA, but they certainly look like they would be. But and also, maybe going to a state with legal weed oh, yeah. will uh, chill him out a little bit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh. And then he like, I think the best case scenario is he goes to Colorado, gets outdoors, like, no, no more pain pills in the back, just medicinal weed, and he just becomes like a regular libertarian. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> that's not so bad. He's like just retweeting Elon Musk a lot, and like, well, that's pretty bad. It is, but I mean, compared to Trump, like you're you're not gonna get him to make a 180. I'm just saying, like, I, Kevin McHale did. Oh God! Don't forget, Kevin McHale campaigned for Dukakis, and now is a Trump guy. Yeah, maybe it'll work backwards for Porter. <laughs> well, he he only did that because he met Olympia backstage at Cheers. <laughs> By the way, at Round Ball Rock, we are now pro Gary's Old Town Tavern uh, until this Kevin McHale situation is resolved. We will not be visiting. Uh, Cheers. No, I think I think look, I think Cheers is okay. Like Cheers has already had a uh, Kelsey Grammer problem for oh, quite and a, a while, Kirst- a Kirstie Alley problem. Yeah, but I think Woody Harrelson's extreme politics balance it out. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, like <laughs> I think Woody Harrelson being so extremely left, yeah, climbing the Bay Bridge with like legalized hemp signs is like yeah, he's. I think it's okay. <laughs> he he claimed on a talk show that he had given up smoking weed, and it was thoroughly unconvincing. Even the way also, he said he, it, he was like, uh, yeah, I gave up weed. Like, like he was just floating a trial balloon to see what the host <laughs> said. You know you he didn't give this. up weed because he had to have been giving McConaughey weed so he could do those time as a flat circle monologues. Oh, yeah. They, um, just, they, started, they started doing some deep stuff on True Detective. Yeah, they like, smoking that Nelly Kush, dude. I, I could the see them room. like some deep DMT <laughs> evenings with those guys. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, right, so so draft. my hope, Michael Porter Jr., closer to the militias, just gets into like the Joe Rogan podcast and <laughs> and like medicinal weed instead. Okay. And 
again, politics aside, I think it was a really good pick for the Nuggets. I actually think they're kind of a, a sort of a winner for the draft. Oh, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other team I thought was a big winner for the draft. Uh, the Spurs got Lonnie Walker, who's mm-hmm. a guy I was hoping would follow the Warriors. He's like going to be the new J.R. Smith. There's a bunch of dudes um, I have very little opinion about, like Troy Brown from Oregon going to the Wizards. Like, it's a perfect wizard for me. Uh, the books, the Bucks took Dante DiVincenzo, and then Kevin Herter went 19 to Atlanta, which is yeah. two big year for redheads. Two redheads. I thought it was the first time since the 50s that that had happened. I can't. I have not gotten a counterexample yet. But I bet there was a redhead in the Walton draft. Oh, interesting. A, a second redhead. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm, I mean? I'm maybe it... <laughs> discounting uh, just how many, like, redheads there were in the NBA before, <laughs> like, like, before, like, 1985. This deeply, um, yeah, like, you look, you look at some of the people that Bill Russell defeated in his career, and it's like, oh, I think this guy maybe repaired washing machines <laughs> yeah like, um, like i don't know who tommy burleson is but he definitely uh, not pictured not pictured anyway any if you if you, you like, know Sean? well what's that any other picks you liked oh sorry yeah uh <laughs> anything else that was interesting at all there's so many guys where it's like uh, uh grayson allen went to the jazz which kind of feel it feels like a hate crime right yeah, like the white. I mean, Mitt Romney's gonna love team. him. Yeah, I mean, there. It, it's very possible that uh, Grace Allen may be a never Trump Republican. I think um, he'll be fine. <laughs> I feel like he's overdrafted at twenty one. But it's yeah, like, I felt that way too. But yeah, since we are living in a simulation, as we have learned in the last <laughs> couple of years, of course he's going there. Um. Oh, I liked I liked the Pacers picking the third Holiday brother. Yeah, he's like. Uh, it, I did think it was funny. I think it was Chris Palmer uh-huh. tweeted like, "Wow, three brothers in the NBA. Can you even imagine?" And Brent Barry quote tweeted it with just "Yep." Yeah. Also, there were temporarily three Plumleys in the NBA very recently. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, oh, they're like the of, Bizarro Rush family, maybe. Uh, speaking of Kevin Herter, though, we yeah. need to talk about his nickname. Oh, what is his uh, nickname? His nickname is the Red Mamba. No. And that's fucking bullshit, because no. there's already a Red Mamba. Yeah, you can't be the Red Mamba when there's... Sorry. like, Yeah, Coach B is Coach the B, Red Mamba. Matt Bonner, it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, get another nickname. <laughs> I don't. Think, what do you think they'll call? Well, maybe in Atlanta he'll just be White Kevin. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about the draft. Yeah, uh, uh, the Warriors I, picked a guy. I don't know. People seem to like him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really exactly. know anything about him. Uh, oh, it was really fun. I would say it was really funny that. Uh, I had forgotten who uh, when I when I just I was re I was not watching the draft at this point and I saw well actually I was just seeing the tip got picked the pick got tipped Jesus uh, 
that that the Lakers were picking Mo Wagner. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah we, who is we that both guy? had the same yeah. reaction. We're like, is we he were related like, to, to Mo Milt? Wagner? Milt or is he like Dewan's child? <laughs> and Maybe? then, and then I was watching the telecast, and I was like, Oh right, it's that big German stiff. I really didn't want anyone to draft a <laughs> yeah. Mor- Moritz Wagner. Moritz Wagner, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is German for Mo Spates, Maurice Spates. That's, <laughs> that's the game he seems to have. And you know, like, like, look, if he if he can really shoot, that's fine. It was just it was just disappointing to have it be a big white goof. Um, <laughs> but the Lakers don't. I don't think they have any foreign players before this. So. Well, I, now they have two because they also drafted that crazy guy from Kansas. Yeah, the twenty-year-old college. Let's just talk about this guy very briefly. He has an unpronounceable name. Yeah. Uh, um, he has an unpronounceable name. Uh, he he was a twenty-year-old senior. Uh-huh. Apparently, he went to Kansas at sixteen years old. Uh-huh. So I don't even know how you end up on the basketball team. Yeah, like he was like a chess at prodigy Kansas. or something. And like so- it's <laughs> not like it was like St. Mary's. It's Kansas. Right. Like how did they have a spot for him? I have so um, many questions about this guy. And it also, also- just feels like like Jay, also Jay Billis, when he was talking about him, was like, "Also, his arms are very short. He's six <laughs> six with a six two wingspan." <laughs> but all the video was him just draining threes and dunking on people. <laughs> uh, he was a professional basketball player in Ukraine. At uh, a par- he's twenty now, yeah. So he was like a, a professional basketball player in the Ukrainian Super Basketball League from age fourteen to sixteen. Uh, but his his dad is a college history. Pro- I don't understand why he went <laughs> so early. <laughs> yeah, he's the youngest uh, player to- in Big Twelve history. I can tell you why he went so early to get out of the fucking Ukraine. Yeah, dude. I guess. I guess his parents are like, yeah, just take this SAT. It's a very easy test that dumb Americans find challenging. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I love this dude. He's so. He's a guard? Yeah. Dude, I'm so into this guy. Also, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, and his nickname is apparently SVI, and I don't really even know how to pronounce that svi 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 i guess svi svi mikhailuk yeah that dude's tight yeah i'm i'm excited for lakers fans it feels like their roster is kind of filling up maybe but i also feel <laughs> the same way about the sixers um i like i like that the nets got that um i think he was a check guy zanon Musa? Oh, Dajan and Musa. Yeah, yeah, that's who I wanted the Warriors to take. That yeah, guy I, seems I tight. Too. And he, I also <laughs> like that um, everyone was like, if you just let us stash you, we'll take you early. And he was like, I will be playing next year. And so, yeah. Uh, Apparently that guy, that guy like loves Kobe Bryant so much. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing about that guy, the knock on him, according to Phyllis, was that his body language is so bad that other that his, it affects his teammates. <laughs> like, I just want to see what that is. Like, like I want to see that in action. Uh, he's uh, going to have to outplay Furkan Korkmaz, though, my guy from two drafts ago. Yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> oh, the Sixers also took um, uh, Costas Antetokounmpo. Uh, and my guy, Shake Milton, who yeah. I really wanted the Warriors to get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <sighs> no one no one sold a second-round pick, which... Lots of second-round picks got sold for more second-round picks, though. Yeah, yeah. They only got traded for stuff. No one used cash. And I yeah. don't really know why that... Like, I'm not really sure what the reason was for that. I can tell you why. Uh, because our, our our man, Light Years Joe, uh-huh. uh, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, had made it very clear he was going to buy a second-round pick. Uh, he said that two weeks ago to the press, and um, you know what? You know what's more worth more than money? Uh-huh. Two second round picks. Yeah, I guess that's, that's like the next level up in a trade. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's the deal. Uh, yeah, Mitch Kupchak had got four this week, which well, I thought he'd be able to... to sell them, and that would mean like thirteen million dollars worth of Michael Jordan's gambling debts could be wiped out. Yeah. Uh, but it's time to talk about that, Sean. Yes, that was that's the real big news story this week. Uh, Dwight Howard is on the move again. Mitch Kubchak, future Hall of Famer, Dwight traded Howard. him, <laughs> traded him to the Brooklyn Nets for that horrible Timofey Mozgov contract that he <laughs> signed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that two second round picks. Oh my god! The and the Nets immediately announced they're buying Dwight out. <sighs> he was twenty. He was not even twenty seven years old when he came to the Lakers, and yet, yeah, it's it's all over. <laughs> he. <since laughs> I will we... say this is a this has turned out to be an amazing week for. Uh, enemy of the podcast, Daryl Morey, because it turns out that he uh, he got rid of Kevin McHale, Dwight Howard, J.B. Bickerstaff. Um, white supremacy uh, sympathizer, before, Sam Decker. Yeah, and Sam, Sam Decker, all before uh, they were revealed to be such monster people. Yeah. Although it's a little unfair to lump JB Bickerstaff into in the No, I don't I don't know anything about that. And I wonder if like like is there some secret sauce where they're like this is this is not gonna be great. <laughs> um Well you know yeah. what it is you know what I think it is? Uh guys who are like one good litmus test for like kind of a Trumpy conservative is the musical Hamilton. Where you know Mike Pence walked out of Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, and Daryl Morey cannot stand for people who tolerate disrespect for musical theater, and so right. the, uh, those guys were gone. That's it. Uh, but let's talk about Dwight. Yeah. Um, this would have been his fourth team in two years. 
It still counts, right? <laughs> I think it does count, actually. It's why Quentin Richardson, when you look at his career, it's like he was on 11 teams, and it was like no one <laughs> summer he got traded five times. Well, Luke Ridenour is the ultimate. Wasn't Luke Ridenour traded like seven times in four days yeah, one was, time? Uh, oh, man. Um, and then didn't play in the NBA. Um, <laughs> so Dwight's on the move. He claims he wants to win. Yes. He's going to ha- be getting money. So you know he's going to sign for cheap. Because like it's not like the money repeats itself. Uh-huh. Right. Where's Where's he going to go? I mean... So is there's a rumor he's going to the Warriors? There is that rumor. I don't see how that works though. Like why he just takes the minimum. But he takes the minimum and the Warriors start him? Like that's that would be the biggest organizational heat check possible. <laughs> like like if the I Warriors mean... are just like you know what people already hate us. Let's get Dwight Howard the finals MVP. <laughs> and everyone thinks it's funny, and Steph Curry is like, but you guys. And, uh. <laughs> but I mean, in theory, he could do the things that their centers have been doing. Like, like he put he, up really good numbers last year. I think he would catch he, a lot of lobs. He went 15. He, he put up 15 and 12 last year, Sean. Yeah, no, he. And the Warriors are bad at <laughs> rebounding. Yeah. Um, now Dwight doesn't stretch the floor at all, but so do none of their fives. Do no, Dwight was shooting threes last year. Remember? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, but he appears to be like, like Charlotte. There were all these stories immediately about like, yeah, we got sick of his act in that locker room, and it was like you usually don't hear that for a guy who was only there one season. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Atlanta they, it was the same deal. Now, granted, I do think they they might be referring to his literal act, yeah, which like is like a collection of same like... fart jokes, props, <laughs> a Stewie impressions. impressions, yeah, yeah, like a lot of Family Guys. <laughs> like, okay, and he like he, he always just explains the things. Like, well, you know, Quagmire is really horny, so and they're like, we we were familiar with Quagmire. <laughs> yeah, his act is terrible. Um. It doesn't seem like it's getting better for him, though. Right. This seems like he has to be on good behavior, whatever this next deal he signs. Let me tell you where Like this year. You know where I think he really should go, though? Washington. Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, that... (laughs) I guess that's where I want him to go the most. Because, like, what's the secret to a guy who who like wrecks a clubhouse, like bring him into a clubhouse that's already in shambles. Like what are you going to do? Everybody already hates each other. Like, like what if that's what pulled them together is like Bradley Beal and John wall breaking bread and extending an olive branch and then using that olive branch to hit Dwight Howard. Right. It's (laughs) like the, uh, it's like, uh, those Team USA hockey guys, the Miracle on Ice thing, mm-hmm. they always, like, Herb Brooks always said he was, like, purposefully a jerk to all the players so they'd hate him, and that's what would bring them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they <laughs> that's that's actually uh, part of Machiavelli's The Prince, actually. <laughs> like, it's some <laughs> real medieval philosophy. Maybe that's what... And I feel like 
he could still beat out Jan Mahinmi for minutes. I do. That's a controversial oh, position. Sure. Um, he beat out Gortat. Yeah. And it I mean, they kinda, were trying to trade Gortat tonight anyway. It kind of works, right? Dwight Howard in DC, and like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's no better time, like like a team in chaos, a city in chaos, just like the <laughs> negative energy. Of ad- yeah, the negative energy of adding Dwight Howard to the place Donald Trump lives. Like, oh my god, <laughs> like could it? <laughs> Like, that might be enough for Donald Trump to resign. Like, the heat gets on him, but he's just like, you know, local local basketball, Dwight Howard, he's a loser. Oh, God. If he gets into a Twitter feud with the president, this is the... Yes, he needs to go to the Wizards. They just should make this happen. <laughs> you can get him for the minimum. Oh, uh, like, oh, it's perfect. And I think it would actually help the team. I mean, for a while... It's all one There's year There's no deals way it would out. help the team. It would make it so much worse. Like, <laughs> that's a city that has already had teammates pulling guns on each other in the locker room. Yeah, but, but Ovechkin, he broke the seal. You know, he, he, he died of alcohol poisoning a week after bringing Washington, D.C. its championship. And that might, <laughs> that might change things, like... Uh, the other place I would love to see Dwight Howard go, and this is not a negative. I'm not. I'm not trolling anybody. I think he would be an interesting fit in Portland. Yeah. Well, because... Portland is Washington East. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Washington <laughs> East, but like functional, like like the Blazers right. don't hate oh, each other exactly. at all. And yeah, CJ McCollum is like kind of what you'd like Bradley Beal to be like as a human being, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's real funny and great. And, uh, and also like maybe he would just like fall on Evan Turner and then they would get an injury settlement for him. I want to go back to Dwight on the Warriors yeah. real quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause we get it like Portland. Sure. Um, it would be the most hate. Would it be the most hated NBA team? Oh, they're already the most hated NBA team. Like that's like why they should almost just do it. <laughs> just get him. Like who could they bring in? Like like who are the best but also most hateful guys they could add? Dwight Howard. Obviously, there's a spot for him. <laughs> Three centers are leaving. They don't really require that much. Uh, <laughs> lots of places to work out. Um, oh, man, if Dwight Howard became, like, a tech investor. A tech guy. <laughs> so funny. He's riding an electric scooter to games. Oh, The funniest part about <laughs> Dwight Howard to the Warriors, Sean, yes. would be people would then just start saying, they've got five Hall of Famers. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though that's, yeah, yeah, five Hall of Famers. I mean, it's it's also like when you see just some trash movie that's coming out and it's like starring Academy Award winner Adrian Brody. And then everyone's like, oh my God, we let that happen? Like, how drunk were <laughs> It was around 9-11. Things were really confusing. I don't know how we let that happen. <laughs> Academy Award winner, Adrian Brody. Academy Award winner, Halle Berry. With Academy Award winner, Ben Affleck. 
an Academy Award winner, Melissa Leo. <laughs> it's time for Adrian Brody to get his own TNT drama, by the way. I feel like he's really <laughs> Um, he's just pumping out Wes Anderson movies, dude. Yeah. Wes yeah. loves him. That's true, actually. I guess, like, no one <laughs> no one voices a dog like the smooth tones of Adrian Brody. <laughs> um, yeah, is, is there anyone so equally the hateful? Warriors... <laughs> oh, equally hated than who's, Dwight? Who, no. Who's the most, who's the most hated good three-point shooter that they could get? Kobe. Um, they got to get Kobe just to sign for the playoffs. <laughs> Kobe getting a sixth ring to equal MJ. <laughs> you know he's still working out. Twelfth man Kobe Bryant ties Michael uh, Jordan's And rings. then they add Rondo. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Dwight, <laughs> Rondo, Kobe. <laughs> Uh, Mellow, Mellow gets oh, out. Oh, somehow, yeah, they both. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then they're like, of course they're winning. They have 12 Hall of Famers. <laughs> it would be so great if they just, like, the finals are kind of become a walk again and they just start feeding Kobe. Like, it's a 60-point yeah. game. And then they retire oh, two numbers. Oh, Paul Pierce. What would be great is they cut him right before the playoffs, though. <laughs> and they let Draymond do it. And then ESPN's like, no, we you know, we canceled your contract. Uh, sorry, buddy. We actually hired Ray we, Allen to be on yeah, the show. Yeah, I was just going to make that same joke. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. I don't know if I could watch that team though. Oh, it'd be so awful! Like, Sean, could you watch a team that had Dwight Howard on it on, I mean, on a nightly basis, even if it's oh, that I would, team? I would hate it so much. Like, I just, just his his reactions and his body language are so annoying. I don't even care about that. It's the interviews that they would cut uh, into. Well, and he'd like the Warriors already really suffer from. Having some guys on the team that are not very funny that make jokes. I mean, Clay Thompson uh-huh. is the funniest person in the NBA, <laughs> but uh, that's that's he had a bus. He had a boat full of Instagram models this week. <laughs> did you see that? I did. I didn't watch the feature. I just saw the headline. It's like, of course he did. Uh, there's a hilarious photo I saw that he posted where he's uh, in a cryo tank like getting his mm-hmm. body like getting I don't, I don't understand how that therapy works at all but Clay looks so high and so happy and the caption's just like thanks to my bros at cryo brothers see you in China <laughs> also Clay Thompson's about to go to China which probably worth watching as much as NBA free agency in the next couple of days um, man, Dwight Howard. What if Dwight Howard... Would you be pro-signing <laughs> Dwight Howard? Um, I mean, no. But, like, I'm 
I kind of feel like it would be better for our podcast if Dwight Howard was on the It would the be so good for the like... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like Trump being good for comedy. It actually right. wouldn't it's be good It's not actually true because we would just be so yeah. mad all the time. And like... <laughs> I mean, it would be like the old... It's it's too much of a test, too, is the problem. Like, like it, w- it wasn't like they were waltzing through everything this year. Uh... I feel like probably if they have Dwight, they don't win that Rocket series. <laughs> Just because, you know, the, it was talked about how they, they lost uh, game five, but they were still, like, pretty confident looking at each other like, we got this. Dwight Howard would have just been like, oh, behave. <laughs> I'm going to argue for Dwight here for a second. Okay. They did survive Andrew Bogut. Yeah, but Andrew Bogut is, like, I feel like, I mean, I know he was retweeting Pizzagate stuff, which is weird. (laughs) Does not seem like he loves black people, but, like, there's an an element of him just being, like, uh, a foreigner that just sort of makes, like, Uh eh, what's it? He can't vote. He can't actually vote in the election, so what does it matter? Whereas Dwight is, like still like famous enough that you know he was in that equalizer two commercial here's here's another thing you could here's another argument for dwight okay if he's not working out they can just cut him right right that's true and that would also be would that be enough to get america back on the warrior's side (laughs) cutting dwight howard in humiliating fashion Oh, he also he also beats his children. Okay, and he keeps twenty snakes <laughs> as pets. Uh, he's yeah, also and ordered... he has like fifty guns and and tanks. He actually has some commissioned tanks. Uh huh. What if they were? What if he was like, <laughs> "I gave you one of these, Kevin Durant, because you're a snake," and then <laughs> then he gets cut. It's the first day of training camp. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'm almost rooting for the Dwight signing, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm I'm coming around on it. Uh, <laughs> I almost would just like to have a year where someone other than KD is the problem. Right. And KD's like, I can just talk <laughs> shit about this guy on my regular Twitter account, and people like it. <laughs> <laughs> what I would love is, because you know there would be a point in the season where JaVale McGee is just regularly starting over him. Oh, you think they're bringing JaVale and Dwight back? I mean, that would be incredible, <laughs> I think right? that's an either-or situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like Jordan Bell clowning him, maybe. Uh, it's weird because Dwight... I don't think Dwight ever f- has fought anyone, Right. I can remember Dwight. He had a foul. He had a foul similar to the Bynum foul when he was on the Lakers. Oh, when he got ejected from. I can't remember who it was on. Game. Did he hit Berea? Was it both? Was was it Berea both times? 
Oh wait, wait. Because Bynum fouled Berea oh, really no, no, no. dirty. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Bynum. I thought I thought Howard just was yeah. yelling and got himself kicked out. I no, know. I think he fouled. I think he fouled a guy really bad. Because he he's done that a couple of times, purposely gotten kicked out of playoff games they were losing. Yeah, uh, wasn't it great when um, that last when was that Warriors Rockets series in twenty fifth whatever his last year twenty sixteen when twenty sixteen uh, yeah when uh, Bickerstaff just made him play the whole game even though yeah. it was a blowout. <laughs> Dwight had to it play was like, hilarious. Played like thirty eight minutes in that game. <laughs> Um. Yeah. All right. I guess that's the show, right? I don't. Is there think, anything else we need to talk I don't about? Know if there's really any. I mean, it was mainly Kawhi the... didn't get traded. Yeah. LeBron's gonna pick up his option. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. No one. No <laughs> All one the got same traded. Shit. <laughs> I mean, Luca got dumb. traded. That's a huge trade, but it's just like it doesn't feel like anything happened. You know, like yeah, just joining the NBA on the Mavs instead of. On a different team. The end. Right. Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean, what would you like to plug? Oh, I have a... a you can read it. My big three preview up on Yard Barker. Um, even if you don't follow the big three, uh, I think it's entertaining. It's only like... It's mostly jokes, but also... Uh, mm-hmm. I do I do compare a team to the We Believe Warriors... And I kind of stand by it. Uh, well, I mean, it's, okay. Baron, it's Baron Davis's team, but uh, sure, yeah, I have some fun thoughts about Stephen Jackson. A lot of them are thoughts about Warriors from the two thousands. But uh, yeah, you can read that on Yard Barker. Uh, the Big Three kicks off on Friday night, and uh, I didn't hear what happened with Lavar Ball's league today, which opened up its operations on the same night as the NBA draft. <laughs> Uh, Leangelo still has not been drafted. You know, um, <laughs> all right. When's the Lithuanian draft? And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where this week I tweeted the most Dwight Howard thing ever. So it's really tight. Uh, which was, I only check Twitter to see what the sheep are currently bawling about. <laughs> then I resist their temptation and go back into my wolf den. Oh my God. He's 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 got to be becoming like a male power guy, like an Iron John <laughs> kind of sweat lodge dude, right? My wolf den. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's shut the most... it down. <laughs> yep, let's let's go home. Let's go home. Oh, trust the process. Uh, yeah. And by home, I mean uh, Phoenix. If you're Mikhail Bridges, tearfully waving goodbye to your mom. <laughs> Stay away from the NBA draft And all these dumb mocks, man, they're making me laugh You can shed tears, but I'ma give it cheers When we pick Embiid and then we stash him for a year If he gets healthy, it's a steal like from out of your purse And if not, ah, whatever, we couldn't get any worse It could put us in the playoffs, it could put us in a coffin The only thing we know is that the Sixers ain't talking And as for the next pick at number 10 We pick the white boy and give Carter Williams a friend And with Nick at the two defenses that can't sleep They'll be tossing and turning here in Celsius from deep. A lot more to come, and I'ma give you a warning. This is string bean Sean on Big Daddy in the morning.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.